Welcome back to the Board Game Community Show. You might already be able to tell there was no intro song and the audio's way worse. What is happening? It's because I'm in a car. We are doing a lot of vacations right now because my wife, Kimberly, she's here with me. Hi, Kimmy. How are you? I'm Good. And we are driving to the next vacation. Uh, we are going to a hot air balloon festival, right? Super cool. They light the streets with hot air balloons at night and they light them up, but they keep them still on the ground and it's super awesome. Yeah. So we're excited to go do that. Her family, like her great grandfather or something, built a house down there and they still have that house in the family and so we get to go stay there and well we have an airbnb next door to it but yeah it's really cool that there's an airbnb next to it so like our whole family can go and there's space for everybody yeah and they're cute tiny houses like the bedroom you literally walk in and it's like the bed is almost like blocking the doorway at, at the house right yeah it's really small i think there's only three bedrooms, but it's like one level, super small rooms. Yeah. So I did record an episode for this week, but we were at a cabin before this with no internet, no cell service, and I didn't take the the files up there to edit. And so I didn't have time to do some quick edits for the episode, and I wanted to do it justice. And so we're just going to record this and talk about kind of our gaming experiences as of late because we've done a few. We first, my, I think I said, my wife's a teacher, so summers she has off, so we do a little bit more traveling. So like the first week she had off, we went to Yellowstone and the day we left is when it was flooding. And so that was like a scary drive home, right? Yeah, super rainy. I keep saying super a lot, but that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. People, frequent listeners of my show know that I have catchphrases that I use frequently. Uh, So, this is so great. Yeah, we can't edit this episode, so whatever we say goes, no swearing. You know, I can't curse out the drivers all around me. Yay, slowpoke, get out of the fast lane. Uh, I feel like that's going to be really difficult for you to not make a comment on the cars around us. Yeah, I'm a very vocal driver, right? Yeah, but so am I. I think we all are to an extent. Yeah, we like talking to the metal boxes around us. And so, yeah, we went to Yellowstone. I played quite a few games up there. Uh, My nephew was up there, and we had painted a copy of Marvel United for him, me and my brother, and we just split it, and so he brought that up, and it was really fun. It was fun to play a fully painted set. I don't think I've played fully painted, because even when I play by myself, I usually use a character or two that aren't painted with characters that are painted, and but I, I love painting the figures. It's really, really fun. That's like 80% of the enjoyment for me. It's the reason I got it back into miniature painting. And Kimmy didn't play that with us. And then next we played and or first, I don't remember the order, it doesn't matter. But we played 
Marvel Battle World. Kimmy didn't play that one either, but it was me and my nephew and my brother. And it's it's like a kid's game. But honestly, there was some good strategy and it was it was way more fun than I expected it to be. I thought it would just be like good enough for a kid's game, but I feel like it was good for a kid's game and I genuinely had it had fun and had to like make kind of cool decisions. Uh, we're, I'll do like a full review of that one probably with my nephew and I'll have him on and we'll just talk about that and maybe a couple other games that he likes playing. And then because we were up in the wild, we had gone to Yellowstone, we'd seen bears and wolves. We decided down at the crick. Yeah. <laughs> we decided to play Cascadia and Kimmy did play that with me. Yeah. I was- wasn't an option. I just had to play. <laughs> <laughs> Much like many of the times that she has to play games, it's not an option. I just busted out. No, you had an option. It was. <laughs> it was a very pressured situation. <laughs> oh, no. Oh man, it would have been me and my brother just playing. So it was me, my brother, and Kimmy playing, and then my nephew, who is nine. And then, I don't know how old my nieces are. I think they're a little bit younger, aren't they? One is going to first grade, and the other is going into third grade. Okay, yeah. So I guess they're like eight. She One's eight-ish, seven or eight, and one's like five. Something like that? Six. Six? Okay. Anyways, it was really cute, though, because they were like, wanting to kind of play with us. And so what we had, if you haven't played Cascadia, it is amazing. And a teaser for an upcoming episode, Randy Flynn is going to be coming on. I'm really excited to get to chat with him. It's a a hexagon, like you have hexagon environments, essentially, where it's like grasslands, wetlands, mountains, rivers. I'm probably getting them wrong. And and you take one of those, and they have different animals printed on them, uh, and it's paired with an animal already in the like recruitment row. And you take one of those animal tile or uh, animal what would you call tokens, nice wooden tokens, and then you can put it anywhere on your already built out area. And so, anywhere has to match the picture. Oh, you're right. Yes, you can put it anywhere in your board that has a matching icon or matching, you know, animal. So if, if I take this this uh, desert mountain tile, I put it on, and then I can put my bear on another tile that has whatever it is. Or I could put it on the same one if they happen to have that uh, that icon. It's really fun. I like it. And you can like build. I'm so bad at describing games, especially like on the fly where I didn't necessarily plan on explaining it. But the game is just brilliant. It's so easy to teach. Uh, I did mess up a couple of little things and, but it's fine. It's fine, right? It worked out. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting game because I'm not a super, they're super good super big um, gamer, but I feel like Cascadia, I can play it and I can lose and I can still be happy about it. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there's games like that where Sagrada 
uh, Azul, other games like that where you're making this very visually pleasing thing. And so even if you don't win, it's like, oh, cool. Hey, yeah, I lost, but okay, I... Fun building my habitats and getting my animals and making the salmon um, chain. Yeah, the run. Yeah, it's really great. I love that game. I mean, I've played it six times, I think. Six or seven times. And it's, it hasn't been getting stale at all for me. I, in fact, we brought it. I am absolutely sure that we'll play it with Kimmy's family because it's one that's, you know, easy enough to teach and, and fun. Do you think your family will like it? I think so. My family is kind of like, um, they're gamers. We don't play games, so we play, like, fast games, which Cascadia isn't a super long game. So I think they will enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of your family, I mean, like, we've done Wingspan, and most of them liked Wingspan, and I think Wingspan probably is heavier than Cascadia. Oh, for sure, because you have to move the little cube, which I always mess up, but really not cube, so I always get an extra turn on accident. <laughs> you too. You always, it's like, oh, I still have one, and I'm like, mm, but do you, or did you just forget to move your cube? <laughs> That's the trickiest part of Wingspan for me. Not anything else. It's just moving those cubes. Yeah, the bird powers. That's easy. Uh, anyways, so Cascadia. Those were the... Oh, and then I played Endangered Orphans, which is a really... It's fun to take that, but I've played it with people, and it's like, if you're not into kind of take that or being mean to each other, it's definitely not yo jam. But I do think it's fun. It's, it's cutesy, dark... Like, Tim Burton-esque is the best description I have for it. But essentially, you're trying to not get eaten by the boogeyman. And so your deck is called your options. And so if you run out of options, then you get eaten by the boogeyman. Or you can do an act of desperation. But if you run out, or if you uh, if you draw the wrong card, there's like six or eight acts of desperation. I can't remember exactly. And you draw one of those and... And sometimes, most of the time, they're helpful. But every once in a while, it's just like, instant loss. You got eaten by the boogeyman. So, that's a fun one. Then we came home for like, what? A day? Two? A day and a half. A day and a half. And then my wife's family has, her grandma has a cabin up in the mountains. And we get no cell service, no internet. And so we just get to, like, hang out, distraction-free. We do go into town once a day, usually, to grab dinner and maybe just check on, like, emails or check in on our animals, check our social media, whatnot. But, you know, it's like a 20-minute thing. It's a really small town where the restaurants choose the days that they're open. Oh, Yeah. Like, Monday, we were like, okay, yeah, we're going to go to town. I really want this pizza place. They've got this amazing pizza place. And we went into town, and we're, like, two minutes away. And I was like, oh, I better – I'm going to call in the order so we can wait outside and check on our stuff. And then I called, and there was no answer. And then I saw they were closed until – when was – like, Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, they opened Thursday. So it was like, they opened Thursday through Saturday, and that's it. And there was a couple restaurants that were like that. 
So there was only one restaurant that we could choose to go to, which was good. Yeah, that restaurant's good. But they also had a sign that said they'd be closed the next day. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't see that. That's funny. So anyways, that, you know, little details, fun stuff. But I get a quite a bit of board gaming. So up, I took my Marvel Champions up there. And I haven't gotten to play Marvel Champions solo for a while. And I played all five games, all five scenarios for the Sinister Motives expansion, which was really, really fun. I loved it. Miles Morales is one of my favorite characters. I was reading the comics, Ultimate Comics line, and Ultimate Spider-Man was like one of the things that got me into it. And then when they made that switch to Miles, I was like, oh my goodness, I am 100% here for this character. Like, just beloved instantly. And I always thought, I'm just so bummed because it's a newer character. I know we'll literally never see this character in the mainstream, which bummed me out. But it wasn't true. Like, bam, we get an amazing, incredible movie. And bam, he's in video games and and board games. I love it. I love seeing him around. His deck is amazing. Normally, the the out-of-the-box pre-built decks are like subpar. But I, I added one card to the deck for the campaign because I wanted to. And it was amazing. Like, his deck right out of the box kicks butt. And it can, it can be played, like, multiple different ways, however you want to play it. I like play, leaning into, like, his shield aspects of, like, it's not his aspects, but if you know the game. He's got, like, cards that help if you're using other shield cards. And so there's like a lot of bonuses there, or you can get so many shield liaisons out that help pay for the cost of other shield cards. And so essentially you're just like getting to play all these awesome shield cards for free. It's amazing. The scenarios in it are amazing. Some of my favorite ones, I think Marvel champions, they just announced today Cyclops. And I just, I'm so amazed at that game and how different and unique each character, each scenario, you know, villain, each pack is. It's really cool. I'm excited to see what they continue to do. And even like characters that I wouldn't have normally cared about. Like I got Black Widow and I was like, I don't, you know, she's fine, whatever. But I'll get it because I, I want more characters to play as. And I played as her and I was like, this is probably one of my favorite ones. And it was for a while. And then Quicksilver, I was like, you know, Quicksilver sounds entertaining. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I just love that they keep surprising me with cool new characters and ways to use those characters. So that was a lot of what I played. We played one of Kimmy's favorite games is Quirkle. Do you want to tell a little bit about Quirkle? Describe it? Yeah, describe it a little. Oh, jeez. Okay, so Quirkle is a tile game. They have little wooden, square wooden tiles. And you have six shapes and six colors. And to get a Quirkle, you have to have all the same pattern. No. All the same color with different patterns. Or different colors, but the same pattern. Yeah. And then you get 12 points, and that's called a quirkle. And you're, you can't put the same shape next to it unless it's a different color. Yep. Perfect. You nailed that. 
apparently, I didn't know this until up at the cabin, but she's played it forever. Like, she introduced me to this game. It's really fun. It's one of those really simple ones that just... It's one of those ones that's just, like, really simple. Like, any any idiot could play it. Uh, no, that's not what I meant, obviously. Uh, it's just, like, the elegance, the simplicity of, like, you play the tiles you can. They have to like match up to other things that are out there. And, and then you redraw however many you've got to play. Sometimes you play one, sometimes you play four, you know, it's, and then you draw back up and you just keep going until that bag is empty. Yeah. And you get a point for every tile that you lay and every run that you make. Yeah. So you could place one tile, but get two points because it's next to one. Yeah. Well, you'll never get just one point, right? Never. Two is the lowest you could get. But if you placed it, like, in a corner or something, or it became the corner piece, then potentially it could be, like, you score that one tile two times because it's part of, like, a vertical and a horizontal set. Yeah. 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 So. And when you were playing. Oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say that you had never scored. Like, you've never played while scoring until me. Yeah, we just played for fun. And yeah. whoever went out first won. I, I didn't know that there were actual points for laying tiles until we read the rules. I yes. just played it. So, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, the first time we played it, Riley didn't get a court goal. But I saw that he could get a corporal, and I helped him, and he ended up winning. So I feel like I actually won that game because <laughs> I gave you that corporal. It was very nice. We, I generally play nice. Like, if I see somebody misses a move, I'll help. Uh, but, yeah, it was very kind of you. I think I might have still won because I did the math, and if, if I had... Because I it would it didn't change the amount of tiles I placed. I just put one to the side instead of the other side, and I didn't see it. And if I hadn't done that, like maybe you would have scored that quirkle, but I still would have won by like three points or something. Yeah, but I just think in theory I just won. Yeah, in theory you won because it was your move. Yes, exactly. So really, that quirkle was yours. Yes, it was. <laughs> I got a quirkle through you. Yes. And then the second game... You absolutely... slaughtered Riley. <laughs> like, there was no chance of him winning. I was getting corkles here, corkles there. I was... I had really good luck the second round. Yeah. She was like... I think it ended up being 50 points ahead of me. <laughs> so, like... And I started getting corkles. I got, like, two or three corkles near the end, and it just did not matter at all. Got the bonus for going out early. Yeah, like, like getting all his tile out because you get six points added on a bonus, right? Yeah. If you go out. Yep. Did I explain that very poorly? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think you did great. So, yeah, you won the second one by a large margin. And then we played. Was there anything before Pan Am? Was that, or is that it? Say, no, we played Horrified. Oh, yeah. Horrified American Monsters. I have lots of thoughts about this. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. Because we played Horrified, the first one, and we played it quite a few times. Enjoyed it. It's fun. 
And right, like you like the first one? Yeah, I I really enjoy co-op games, and it's fun to have like more than one action. Like, you can, like most of the time, you have four or five actions that you can do in a turn. So I feel like each turn is fulfilling. Fulfilling, yeah. You have enough to do. Yeah, I agree. Like it's nice, and being asymmetric as far as like powers, like each character has their own powers. Uh, and so, like, one of them may only have three actions, but they can literally move anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter. You wouldn't move, like, one, two, three. You only do one movement. You're at the place. You do your action. So they can move about the board so nicely. And then other ones are, like, you don't have a special ability, but you get a fifth action. So it's cool. Like, I really like Horrified. You're fighting anywhere from two to four monsters, and the original one, right, is like the Universal Studios type monsters. Dracula, werewolf. Oh, werewolf. <laughs> and, uh, you know, other Frankenstein and Frankenstein's Bride. Yeah. Invisible Man. Yeah. Bride. They're, I don't know if they're married, you know? Who knows? I wish she had a Roby. Yeah. Well, I mean... Technically, right? Frankenstein is just Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, it's just kind of sad that they don't have names. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'd be less monstrous if we humanized them with names like Frank and Julia. Those good names for them? Yeah. Oh, wait, Frank, right? Frankenstein. I literally didn't even mean to do that. Oh, that's good, babe. Oh, I'm so good at this. I'm so smart. And, uh, and so the new one, right, is, like, American monsters. So there was, like, Mothman, New Jersey Devil, Banshee, Chupacabra, Chupacabra and Bigfoot. I feel like there was another one, but... Lots well. of thoughts about Bigfoot. Yeah, so my wife, my wife, she <laughs> loves Bigfoot. Like, when we moved into our house, her brother-in-law made a, like... I don't know how big it is, like six and a half feet, seven foot tall board uh, shaped like Bigfoot. Let's call him Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Sasquatch is a better name. I like Sasquatch better too. But yeah, I do enjoy Sasquatch and I love the iconic pose and the blurry pictures. I just think it's so hilarious. It's so fun. I just, I just love Sasquatch. Yeah. So I knew, looking at this board, the game and the back and, like, pictures of it, I was like, oh, she's not going to approve of this, Sasquatch. I do not approve. Because he has a human face, and he's not hairy on his face, and he wasn't doing the iconic pose, like, this opportunity. Yeah, like the miniature, right? Because there's miniatures of these monsters. And the miniature was like... It was almost in that pose, but not. And I was like, why why wouldn't you do the miniature full on in that pose? Like, that iconic pose, it's perfect. It was just... It made me sad. However, they did redeem themselves because you collected... Well, you don't collect the pictures. But you collect his prints, his footprints... And then you get to turn over tiles to create the blurry picture of him in the iconic pose. Yeah. So I feel like they redeemed themselves, but there are some other things that I just can't get past. That was a really fun part. I liked that they did that. 
Although, again, the face on that blurry picture was still like, huh, okay, a little <laughs> interesting. But I also liked that thematically he only attacked if at the beginning of his turn type thing. So, like, during it goes like player phase, monster phase, just pretty typical, like, co op game uh, format of like player's phase and the game's phase. And so, his if in the monster's phase, you draw a monster card and it tells you who attacks. So if he attacks or moves, uh, normally monsters will like move and then attack, but he will only attack at the beginning of his turn and then he moves after that. And that's because he's elusive. And so like, even if... (laughs) Yeah. So if he moves into your space, then he actually gains one extra movement to move to another space because he doesn't want to be in the same space as you. You know, he's elusive. He doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't want to be seen. Yeah, exactly. So he I really... Wants to be left alone. Why can't they just leave them alone? Yeah, but also... Or, or yeah, they? they. Yeah, why can't they leave them alone? And so it was really cool. I liked that a lot. We played with Sasquatch, uh, Chupacabra, which was another fun one. Kind of like you had to go around and collect goats, and then you had to save the goats. Y- yeah, so yeah, yeah. You would like get the goats, take them to the farm, and put them there. And then after that, you could kill him, and then or beat him, defeat him. I don't know. Just yeah, maybe you're actually feeding him the goats, and it's just like now you're happy. Yeah, we're just making the monsters at a happy emotional level. <laughs> well, that's actually what it is for Frankenstein and Frankenstein's Bride. That one was like, you're trying to bring up their humanity. And then when they're like human, you win type of thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I liked that one because it was like, oh, cute. And then, oh, go ahead. Mothman. Yeah, to slow him down. I mean, it's man, Mothman, right? That isn't that a man? Yeah, but woman. All right, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Them. Okay. All these monsters are gender neutral, except for the banshee. Is I'm pretty sure is a she. I don't know. Unless you know, who knows how they identify? Who's sitting down and having these conversations with them? Well, no one's having these conversations with Sasquatch because Sasquatch. Such a good word. Elusive. Yeah. He's so elusive. You cannot snag an interview with him. I've tried. Tried to get him to come on the board game community show. And he just, he dodges. He is so elusive. Uh, So, anywho. Really, yeah, like, Mothman uh, was kind of interesting. Because his cards would, like, I don't know. He had the ability to put his eye of the moth, their eye of the Mothman out. And then if another card happened to get drawn, then he would, they would move all the way to that location, which was annoying at the very end because it was like, we they were the, the same spot to defeat him. Yeah, we had to get them into a trap spot and then defeat them. And it, they were the last one. Like Mothman was just like running away from us. So luckily I had a card and an item or event, whatever you call it where you play it and then it, I get to move them three spaces and it worked out perfect. So I, I was able to take them out. Them so, out. We won. so we won. Yeah. We beat all three. 
And she, Kimmy, beats the first two, Sasquatch and Chupacabra, and then I beat Mothman. Mothman, I, to be honest, did not enjoy. I thought, I thought the mechanics for him were, for them were, I don't know, a little lackluster. I agree. It felt too easy. Like, I feel like maybe there should have been a rule for Mothman that it's just like every time they move, double their movements or something like that. Like, because yeah. otherwise it was, yeah, it was really lackluster. Like, they would put the eye on our character, like on our location, but then we could just move. Maybe we played it wrong. Maybe the eye is supposed to go on a character. But I'm pretty sure it said on the board. I don't know. So maybe we messed it up. Anyway, for other than that, okay. I boards. Folding boards. They are like sometimes they're pretty well done, but this one and the one for like Pan Am, there's the ones that and I think I get why they do it. It allows more flexibility, less likely to rip. But there's like a huge gap between the boards that's just like the paper type stuff that holds it together. But it makes for like a really weird experience kind of, doesn't it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like it doesn't look very nice just because there's a divot in the board or like a little, a little mountain. Yeah. A hill, I or a mound, you know. A mound. <laughs> let's, a, let's be accurate with a mole what hill. we're talking about. A little anthill. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, I feel like it sort of distorts it. And I know that's like a minor, maybe it's a minor thing, but meh. And then the, what's the other part? The dice. The dice. Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> this is for horrified. We're back to horrified, right? This is still horrified, oh, yeah. Okay. The dice color, or should I say die color? I don't know. Anyway. Dice. There were multiple. was so horrific. It was like puke brown green. Ugh. Yeah. They were a very ugly color. And I don't know if that mentally made it so that when I physically touched them, they also felt (laughs) gross to me. They felt like a little cheaper or something. I don't know. It just felt like off. I did not enjoy rolling the dice, but I'm such a visual person that it was so unpleasing to me that it was like a chore to roll the dice. Yeah. Such a minor thing, but I just feel like, how did that make it pass the check? Yeah, like part of me imagines, was it because it's like ranger, you know, there's like park ranger stuff, it's American maybe Boy Scout a little, I don't know. It just, yeah, it it didn't. But other than that, like, I liked that it was, like, the FBPI or something, like the Federal Bureau of Paranormal Investigation, something like that. And when you open the board, just like in the other Horrified, there was kind of a thematic, like, beware, like, don't open it if for the week, not for the week of art or whatever it says, you know. And this one had, like, a dossier of, like, welcome to the FBPI, where you're going to be investigating the paranormal, blah, 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 of American monsters, whatever it is. Obviously, I, think, I nailed it. Yes, you did. I think the theme 
and everything just works so well. It's just the color of the dice. Yeah, yeah. On the board. Yeah, the artwork a little bit. There was just little, some little, little complaints. Overall, still really fun. Yeah, I would play it again because I, I love cooperative games. I don't like when you get bossy. Yeah. But you've gotten so much better about not bossing me around when we play co-op games. Yeah. Yes, it's been a, it's been a struggle. Right, quarterbacking. I am very guilty of quarterbacking, and I think that's the generally accepted turn but bossy being a bossy pants is also another one i want to say something else but i know you don't swear on your show oh well you can just sort of say it but edit it self-edit no it's fine well now i want to know though i'll tell you later <laughs> but now listeners are gonna be like what is what is she gonna say it's not even clever like it's not worth what we're talking about right now okay all right i'll move on uh, so then the final game, she was like, you know, I, we, I had just gotten, I had just gotten horrified American monsters and Pan Am. And so I was excited. Pan Am, John Wood and Phil McNeil, had, they've both been on the show. Uh, we played it like a year ago and John taught it to us. It was really fun, but I hadn't played it or ever since then type thing, but I've always wanted it. I've kept my eye on it. It's been on my wish list. So like these were part of that target buy two, get one free deal. And so that's why I snagged these. And I also snagged Lords of Waterdeep, which I'm hoping to get played on this vacation that we're heading to. Anyways, I'm, am I rambling? This is a little bit of ramble. So then there's Pan Am. Like it was the last night of our vacation and Kimmy was like, oh, I thought you wanted to play Pan Am. And I was like, I mean, I wanted to. But and you're like, oh, OK. I thought I just thought you wanted to play it. I knew you wanted to play it because you kept saying, like, I think you'll really like it. And so I was just being hoping, nice. Hoping that I would actually like it. Yeah, but I think that it was more of an empty gesture of like, oh, I thought you wanted to play it. No, like, that <laughs> night. That oh night, gosh. though. Because you were like, I kind of want to play Sims or something, right? Like, you wanted to do something else. And so you were like, oh, but I thought you wanted to play this. And I think you were hoping I would be like, no, it's fine. Go ahead and play this. And instead, I was like, okay, I'll set it up. Right? Am I right? She's yawning. Fake yawning. This is a fake yawn. <laughs> it is not a fake yawn. It was yawn. I was so bored with what you were saying. <laughs> no, I just feel... Like, it wasn't empty. So, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so, you genuinely were open to playing? I had a good attitude. I didn't complain the whole time. I won the game. <laughs> okay, one of those three things is true. Two truths and a lie. <laughs> one truth and two lies. Oh, duh. <laughs> no, yeah. Tired. It's okay. It was so I like thought that it was so simple. Well, like, you know, for me to teach. I I thought it was simple enough that I would remember everything from a year ago. And so like I had started setting up. I was using the rules to set it up and then I was like, oh, what does this thing mean? Oh, what does this do? And then I was like trying to teach it, but then I would have to stop and reference the rules. So it just like it goes to show it's not necessarily that it was a bad teach, but it was a bad teach. And it was 
it was confusing because he would talk about something and then he'd be like, oh, let me look at the rules. And then he'd change it. And then he left out a really, really, really important detail, which would have changed everything that I did. And I still won. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if it would have or not necessarily. Maybe it would have. But the, like, so in Pan Am, you are one of these small-time airlines, and Pan Am is the big company, big growing company. And so the goal of the game is to own the most stock before the end of Pan Am. And so the you'll have, like, these event cards at the end or beginning of each round that get drawn and tell you whether the stock price goes up or down how much growth it has, all this stuff. And so that's really interesting. I think it's a cool part of the game. But everything grows from Miami. Like, So Pan Am is based in Miami, and it'll start growing out from there. And depending on your dice rolls, depends on how far. And this time it really, like when I played before, one of the routes had reached all the way to the end. But this time, all of the routes, like, what I think one of them was like a third of the way, one was maybe halfway, and one was like three quarters of the way. And so I had gotten my starting hand. You get like two destination cards. Uh, they give you like landing rights. See, I don't even want to explain it because I'm worried I'll explain it so bad. But you need like these landing rights, whether you build an airport to get a landing right, or if you discard a matching color or discard two of uh, two same colors to get a color of a different city that you need to... Wow, see? I know. It is like, it's, like, weird to sort of do, especially audibly. Uh, anyways, so, like, you have to get these landing rights to get the routes, and then you want Pan Am to eventually buy those routes so that you get some money, and then you can take that money and invest in Pan Am stocks. And and so it ends in Rome? Was that where it was? Yes. Something like, so yeah. here's what happened. He didn't tell me that it starts in Miami. And then he was like, oh, you have Rome and Tangier. And was that what he said? You had Paris. And Paris. And he's like, you should build an airport up there. And I'm like, cool, whatever. So I did. But that's the ending route of Pan Am. So I never, my routes were ever sold unless we got a card saying, like, you could sell one of your routes. Yeah, like the... Pan Am. The very last turn, I think you finally had like one or two get sold. Yeah. But you still won by one point. That's the thing, though, is like there's the stock goes up and down. So one round, she decided to buy like five, and I was like, I'll just buy three because I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You bought more. So you were like, I'm going to buy like five right now. And I was like, well, I'm just going to buy three. I have a lot of money, but I think I'm going to try and save it because I think that I hope the price will go down. There's no logic behind it. It's just like, you know, do you want to push that luck? No, I'm telling you that I didn't buy as much. It's the opposite of what you're saying. I didn't buy very much. You bought more. And then when the stock went up, I was able to buy more than you because you bought more than round before. No, this, when the stock price went down. Yeah, that's why you... It's okay. That doesn't make sense what you're saying. You wouldn't be able to buy more stock. You are so silly, girl. Like, it was, I swear, the price was six and you bought like, you spent like 30 bucks and you got five stocks. And then the next round, I spent like, it went up to seven. And then I had to spend 
seven, 14, 21, 28 for four stocks. So like you got more stocks for cheaper. Anyways, this is riveting podcasting right now. Whatever it was, she bought, she didn't understand what was going on in the game anyway. So don't trust her. Oh. <laughs> Oof. That hurt my heart. <laughs> and she won by one point. Um, but that's the thing though, is like my starting cards were like Miami and New York and cards that were whatever, whatever they were, they were like cards that started right by the base, uh, like where Pan Am starts. So it's just kind of like, I lucked into that, but by buying these routes and putting your plane on the route, you gain income. So if you put like a one plane on it, then you gain $1 income. So at the end of the round, you're going to gain $1. And then if you, if Pan Am buys it, then you'll gain $5, but you'll lose that one income. And so there's kind of a balance. So she had a much larger income the entire game than me. Like, I, at no point was I a higher income than her, right? Yeah, I feel like placing my planes, I was able to get a lot of money each round. Because, again, no one, was not buying my rounds yeah. because I wasn't in that area. Unless we rolled or uh, there were cards. There was like the event cards that did it. And one of the times you got to sell a route and I couldn't sell a route because I didn't have anything in that area or something like, so sometimes it worked out better for you. Sometimes not. It's it's, yeah. I feel like I would play the game again. It was hard because it was late at night and I get really sleepy. And so it wasn't, things weren't clicking for me. So I feel like if I played during the daytime when I'm alive and human, (laughs) it would be a different experience. Yeah. It's interesting because I haven't played Lords of Waterdeep, but I was reading through the rule book last night and I was like, oh yeah, this is like very similar in a lot of ways of worker placement style. Um, You know, I I hope that it will make more sense though. It, It seems a little bit easier in a lot of ways than Pan Am. So I brought it on this vacation. Hopefully I'll get it played. We'll see. Um, but that's all the games we played, right? We played Sims. Yeah, we played Sims 4. And I made a character... Like, this is Kimmy's game, right? She normally plays Sims by herself. And so I was like, one of the times I was just like, well, I'll just watch you play and help you. Or like say, like, oh, why don't we do this type thing? I'll just be bossy pants. I'll quarterback your Sim. Yeah. <laughs> Let me... Let me t- um, take control. Like, let me click. Let me do this. Ooh, my not, heart. Not really an observer or like a hands-on approach to observing. If yeah. that's even possible. I'm very hands-on. I like I like exploring certain things. Like, and I don't think I'm the best with my words. So, on occasion, I would be like, "Well, let's can I try something real quick?" Because I don't know how to explain what I want yeah, to it see. Yeah, it was just like, "Let me try." Let me, let me do this. Did it bug you? At first, and then I was like, okay, like, but then I would, Sim is now our Sim. <laughs> but then I would hand it over, back <laughs> over to you, right? Like, I yes, would back yes. off. I would just, like, 
do the one little thing and then be like, there. I'm just giving you a hard time. Like, it's, it was totally fine. You're murdering me. Oh, I'm a bad husband. Now the whole world knows. The whole two listeners that I have, one of them gives me one stars, the other one five stars. They're not going to appreciate <laughs> so let me tell you a little something about my wife. She is very dry. And even still, we've been married eight years. She'll make a joke and I'll take it very seriously and be like, what the heck? Ouch, that hurts my feelings. And it's like, no, I was joking. Yeah, I have a hard time making friends. <laughs> because I just... <laughs> I say things and people don't get it. And I I should be smarter and be like, obviously don't say those things. But I can't help it. Because I find it funny. It's it's for myself. Because no one gets it. Yeah. I mean, I used to do those kind of jokes all the time. Like, when I was single, I would make very, very awkward jokes. Because it was funny to me. Funny for almost nobody else, but it was like I'm entertained, and that's mad. That's what matters right now. They weren't mean or anything. It was just like I would say something awkward just yeah. to get like a reaction or something, or self-deprecating or whatever it is. Oh, I'm all about self-deprecating jokes. Yeah, and then people are like, "Oh, like, no, no, I'm joking." I mean, it might be true, it's but I'm true. also. Humorous about it. I'm adding humor to it to make it more livable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, as a... Like, you are much more of a... What? An acquired taste. You are much more of an acquired taste. Uh, um, No, no, no. You're like a very casual gamer. Like, just me setting up Pan Am, she was getting so... Uh, I don't know if annoyed is the right word. Perturbed. Perturbed. Impatient. Just like, oh my gosh. This is taking so long to set up. I already don't love this. Oh, we did play Clank Legacy, too. Oh, we did play Clank Legacy. Okay, let's talk Clank Legacy. Because that... Oh, go ahead. I stacked, while he was setting up everything, I stacked the little pieces. And I made this cool tower, and it was totally stable. That's all I wanted to say. It was. I even, like, tried to blow on it from across the table, and it didn't blow over. I don't know. Like, if you know the pieces in Pan Am, it was the airport and the... Um, engineers. Engineers. Yeah. And I stacked them, and it was super cool. <laughs> it was. I meant to say... Did I take a picture? I don't know yeah. if I took a picture. Yeah, I take a picture. I think I do. Oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> That's because my wife, if you notice on my social media, if you follow me there, I don't post a lot of pictures of us playing games because Kimmy's not a big picture person. So, and that's okay. There are reasons for it, but I don't need to get into it on your podcast. Let's dive into this. No, I'm just kidding. Let's make this about mental health. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm just saying that's partially why I didn't take a picture is because, like, I knew you wouldn't appreciate me doing that. I appreciate you not taking a picture of me. I'm very respectful. And on that note, I was talking about long setups and Plank Legacy. We're on game four. That was game four, right? I think think you No, game four, I'm pretty sure. We played one, our first game we played of it, we played 
uh, like not using the legacy rules. You just wanted to get a feel for it. Yeah, I wanted to see like how the things work before I started doing permanent things. Yeah. And uh, and it was like okay when we played that way. I was like, yeah, that was fine. It was a fine game. I don't know what all the hubbub is about, you know, whatever. And uh, and then when we played the legacy stuff, I was like, oh, this is really fun and really entertaining. But we played uh, Pandemic Legacy, and we absolutely love Pandemic Legacy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say another word that's not appropriate for your podcast. Okay. Pandemic Legacy tells a story, but it's pretty brief. Like, it's to the point. Yeah, where this one, it was like, here's the story. Now pull out this envelope and oh my gosh. Oh, envelope. She gets so mad when I say envelope. <laughs> uh, and uh, and pull out this sheet from there, and then put this sticker on the map, or put this sticker on the card. And then after that, pull out this card from the card I'm like, yeah, yeah, like there's a lot. Like setup by itself really wouldn't take that long, probably like 15 minutes maybe. But then you start doing the story stuff, and it's like, it's a good chunk of story, which I appreciate. I have fun with it. I think there's some humorous things in there, and and it keeps me entertained. Um, but then you pull out, you know, like, then it's like, yeah, pull out this card, put these stickers on, pull out this card. Oh, now go through the vault and do it this way and blah, blah, blah. Like you do all these different things, but it's really fun. I I think it's great. And then you'll be playing and there's story parts in there where it's like, you land on this space, now read this story or you finish this objective. All right. There's like these objectives that are at the top. You finish this objective, read this story. And so then you stop mid game. Sometimes, usually they're like, fairly quick maybe like it's it's usually like a one two minute story thing but then it's like now fetch this from the cardporium or now grab this sticker and put it on and then it's a i just want to get the artifact and go back to town and get my points and so i dodge the stories but then you get the stories and then you get like points yeah and she gets upset and then i get upset because like i want points but i don't want to go to the story yeah we also play very cooperatively. So, like, when one of us is getting lowish on health, we will hold off on, like, even recruiting new cards because we don't want the other person to die. So we're, like, very, very nice, right? Yeah, I I know you talked about this before, like, the Take God games. Yeah. I don't appreciate those. Right. So I, I like playing this one as, like, oh, you're close to dying, I'm going to hold off because I don't want you to die. Yeah. And then, like, at the very end, usually whoever goes back to... We try to time it so that we go to headquarters the same round type thing. So, like, I'll go to headquarters. I won't recruit anything. I won't get any cards because I don't want Kimmy to die. And then she can come in and she can recruit all the cards she wants. Right? Like, we do that type of thing. 
And so we play very nice, and I really like that. And it also allows for us to explore more of the story stuff. But maybe if we weren't playing that way, we might skip some story stuff or play it a little bit differently. But I appreciate the way we do it. I, I enjoy it. The setup, the takedown, I don't enjoy it. But actually playing Take Legacy is really fun. Yeah. And after that one, because once you're done, it's the most stuff, right? Like, you finish... Scoring can take a little while. I'm going to be honest. I like hands on. Like, I'm not going to score my cards. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do it. At the end of every game, I score our cards. This last game we played, you beat me again significantly. But I think we're half and half, maybe, on who's won the number of games. But even still, like, this is a game where, like, the story and building our deck and building, like, getting to put stickers on the headquarters and on our cards and and all that stuff is totally rewarding enough for me that I don't care at all about winning. If I win, great. But really, I just want to like experience all the story stuff. I really want to make this unique deck. But I think once we're finished with the total campaign, it's replayable and it's a unique uh, board and deck and all that stuff. And so I'm excited to like maybe try playing it legitimately, you know, playing it the hardcore mode a little more uh, take that. not necessarily take that but you know like playing to win oh, I see. not playing cooperatively not playing as nice you have to find somebody else playing oh. <laughs> so <boost. laughs> fair and anyways <laughs> no, I, um, but yeah I know you don't love like, you like it while we're playing, but you get caught up on, like, how long the story stuff is. The game can go, like, anywhere from, like, two to three hours, which my max is, like, 45 minutes. So once we start hitting that hour to two hours, I'm like, this game is too long. This could be a two-parter. See, this... You can split it like Harry Potter. Split those movies. See, and this kills me because I'm just, like, Two hours is my... I love a two-hour game. As long as it's fun. I love playing it. Like, but Wingspan can be two hours. But I enjoy the theme more in Wingspan. Okay. So I think... I think I just can have a lot more. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. You've played a couple of two-hour games. I know that sometimes you're like, I'm ready for this to be over. Yeah, and I Break out in song. Yeah. Make the game even exactly. Well, and sometimes, like with this one, if it was dragging too long while we were at the cabin, we could take a break. But at home, when we play, we have these little creatures called cats who don't understand how to be respectful. <laughs> They just—they're not capable of respecting puzzle pieces, game pieces, anything that's close to the edge of our counter. It's just gonna drop. Yeah. Like one time we came home from a little getaway, and there was a—we had flowers on a vase. They were in the center. The center of our—it's not an island. Counter. Peninsula. Peninsula. Yeah. Our kitchen peninsula. 
come sound so much more fancy. <laughs> and they had knocked it off of the counter. One of them, we know which one. We know. It's Juniper. It's Juniper, for sure. I'm going to name drop her. I'm going to say it. Ooh. Say it how it is. Hopefully she's not listening to this episode. All right. I think that's it. Now we're heading off to the Balloon yeah. Festival. Some of her family isn't coming. The big, I would say, normally we'll go and we'll do like a weekend with her sister, Nicole. Is that okay if I say their names? I already did. <laughs> Nicole and Nate. And, uh, and we'll play games like all weekend long with them. It's really fun. It's I love fun. doing it. But their son got COVID. And so they aren't going to be here. Yeah, we've been. Yeah. Well, and it makes it longer because, like, since I'm the gamer, I'm the one generally doing the setup by myself. And then he gets mad when Nicole and I are just joking around and like having a good old time, and he'll be like, "This is serious. We're playing a game." <laughs> I can't call that on my own podcast. Uh, No, I don't get like mad, but. No, no, I don't think you get mad. You just get serious. I think you said mad. It's recorded. We'll find out later. (laughs) Um, Well, I take back if I said you were mad. Yeah, it's not mad, but I do get a little bit like, it's your turn. You know, like, I, I like people to pay attention to the game and play. And, and when you complain about like, it being a long game, it's like, well, I wonder if it would be shorter if everyone paid attention. Yeah, but like, we come up with names and we name our spells and we name goofy things and then we just get on tangents and start giggling and Which is fun. Family, we're just like giggle fests. Yeah. And so it's hard to break that and be serious game player. <laughs> but I, I like... I like when you guys get silly and stuff, but sometimes I'm just like, well, you can be silly and play. <laughs> but you can't because you have tears in your eyes and you can't read the cards. Oh, right, 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 right. It's fun. I wouldn't trade it. I would just trade my attitude towards it. I need to change. That's what it is. I also, I'm going to say, I need to change my attitude when learning new games. Whoa! Oh my gosh. You heard it here first, folks. It's true. I have the worst attitude when learning a new game. Especially when you're like, it's simple. It's easy. But I try not to say that, right? Lately, I've been trying, and like, I'll start to say it, and I'll be like, I mean, it's, it's, you know, like, I try to come up with a substitute. It's understandable. Yeah. Which is... My, again, like, it's the, it's so sad because it's a reaction for me to be like, well, I want to try and make it less intimidating, but it actually makes it way more intimidating being like, oh, this is, it's really simple. It's a simple game. Uh, You know, it's called Twilight Imperium and you just sit down and you just play it for 12 hours and then you're done. That's it. It's so simple. You'll understand it. You know, like I try to. Uh, undercut it or like try to make it less intimidating but really I shouldn't do that I should be like okay like you know it may seem confusing at first please ask questions if something doesn't make sense but uh, here we go here's the explanation 
you know, like that's a me learning how to teach games better, which I've been working on. I think I've gotten a better, especially having to teach your family so many games, right? That they're awesome because they're willing to play games with me. <laughs> it cut off at the one hour mark. We didn't realize we were recording for an hour. We were just talking, so I don't know how much it cut off because we were talking, and then all of a sudden I looked down and it wasn't recording anymore. Uh, but I think I did get to listen to the playback a little bit, and it was talking. We were talking about either me, bad me, bad teach, the difficulty of teaching and me learning, and your family. It cut off right as I said, like your family's great because they'll play games with me, and I don't remember exactly what you said about because we were talking about you it turned out you're a little bit quieter hopefully you're louder now yeah we're trying to use earbuds because when we tried to use like the speaker or whatever it wasn't she was even quieter than that so you were saying that you're a bad person because you have to you need to be a have a better attitude right yeah, I just... No, you're not a bad person. I guess I was almost in all the way. No, you're not a bad person. Sorry, I was a joke and I thought you'd call me out on it. Oof, I now know. I'm the bad person. No, I was being... I don't think I was listening. Okay. It was my bad. I would have called you out on it. It's fine. We're cool. Um... Join us next week for our divorce hearing. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Yeah, that's okay. You, I think you were just saying, like, you get really intimidated. I don't know if this was before or after the recording. You get really intimidated when learning a new game because you just want to, like, know how to... You kind of have a hard time, like, not knowing how to do things, right? I have this thing where I need to be good at something. Yeah. So, like, when I'm learning a new game, I have to know exactly what to do in order to be good at it. And learning a game is not like that. Yeah. Learning a game is a process. Like, a lot of the times, even like Pan Am, like, your second game of that will be a lot better because you'll know going in what how the game ends, how you score, how things could possibly go. But the game also changes, you know, there's different right, events. There's different and events, there's different... Dice roll. What, what are the cards called? Like, like Oh, no. I was going to say Intrigue, because that's what it is in Lords of Waterdeep, and that's what I was studying last night. What is it called? Directives. Directives. There are different directives, so it would change the gameplay a little bit more. Yep. So there's all those different things of like, even though you know it, that's the nice part of making a game replayable like that. Even though you know the game, it's still like, there's unpredictable things. You can't just have like a solid strategy. Right. So, but. I was just going to say like wingspan, like I know the strategy. I know to like keep a cube out so I get an extra turn. (laughs) (laughs) You know to cheat, right. I know how to cheat. Uh, I I know how it works, but the birds make it different, so it's more interesting. Yeah. Let me jump back to you and Quirkle. 
this little lady was beating me by like 40 points. I had gone out. And when you go out, the game is over. And she was like, okay, but I can go out now. And so she was like, I get to play my turn. (laughs) Until she played her next turn. I don't see what's wrong with that. Little rule breaker. I thought it it was funny, but (laughs) I was just like, Little cheater, leaving cubes. I'm noticing a recurring theme here that that's why I have to constantly teach you new games is so that you so don't, know, I how don't know how to cheat. So I can't break the game. Exactly. Anyways, I do love that you're willing to play games with me and that you somewhat stick through the explanation. Sometimes I need a break. Yeah. Because I get like in a flow and I'm just like, I don't want to like stop here and not know where to continue or have like sometimes there's things that tie to other things. Like I explained this earlier and now I just, now I'm just going to tie this back to this in just a second. If you just give me like 30 more minutes. Uh, what game? There was a game that took 45 minutes just to explain. Um, Anachrony. Anachrony. I always want to call it Alchemy. Uh, yeah. My lovely wife, my amazing, beautiful, oh, wonderful wife. She, no, for real. Oh. <laughs> it did sound like it was going to be sarcastic. No, she was awesome. And she went to SaltCon, which is Utah's big board gaming convention. And I had a lot of fun. I played a lot of games. Yeah, we played so many games. And it was awesome you had a great attitude thank you you like and there but there were two times that like she brought a word search because she didn't want to play marvel champions and there was eight of us there that were going to play we were just playing like two games side by side essentially and not essentially exactly that's what happened and so the game took probably like two hours to play maybe hour and a half two hours marvel champions oh yeah it was like an hour and a half yeah, hour and a half. And so she was so patient, just like doing her word search, doing things on her phone, just waiting for us to finish this game. But I was so excited because normally I play Marvel Champions solo and it is so much fun to play with people. And then, and she played Marvel Champions once with me, didn't you? I did. And you didn't quite understand it. No, I didn't like it. You understood it, you just didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... And then later, I think it was the next day at night. Oh, what's happening? We are stopping. Um, well, that's the first time I've had to mention traffic, huh? The next night we were... Oh, my goodness. What is going on? There's just like a pileup of diesels. Not crashed, but like just going. Just put Yeah. Blocking lanes. All right, I think I'm past this now. Let's see if I can talk. Um, oh, then, yeah, somebody was willing to teach me Anachrony, and Anachrony's been on my list of games I've wanted to play for a long time. And so she was nice enough. But it was also late at night. Like, we were starting at, like, 9. And we played right up until, like, the convention was closing type thing, which I think they were had to close at 11. Midnight. Oh, was it Midnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was midnight. Well, here's the thing. There was one game. Just one. 
that I wanted to play called Photosynthesis. And we checked it out from the library the first day. Then my cousin checked it out from the library the second day. No, we played it with your cousin. Yeah, we played it. The second, so the first day we didn't play it. The second day we didn't play it. And then my cousin checked it out on the third, third day. Third day, yeah. And then we played it with my cousin. I had to wait three, two days. I had to wait two days to play <laughs> one game. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, I ended up seeing a friend there, and he had his, he brought some of his prototypes. Which um, I really enjoyed. Yeah, they were fun. Dustin, who hopefully will one day come on here, you know, if he's not too busy. Um, but yeah, he's got, one of those games is signed. I can't say, I don't think I can say anything about it. But that was fun to play. And then the other one, I think, I think just every game I've played of his has been really fun. I think he's such a good, clever designer. Um, but yeah, so like it would be things like that where like we would end up game be gaming with people, or we didn't have very much time to like learn a new game. We tried uh, Dice Throne once, and neither one of us had fun with that one. But I feel like part of that was a rule book problem, or like me trying to like rush through the rule book. We did not understand that one. We did um, play there. Well, we did. We played Quirkle Cubes, which was like Quirkle a dice Cubes. version. That one was fun. That was really entertaining. I liked that. And we played Mandala Stones. Oh, that was really fun. That one was interesting. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was like deceptively cute, right? Yeah, it looked like oh, I just placed the stones and then I win. I feel like there was another game that was like deceptively cute, way more complicated than it seemed like. Photosynthesis was, but but so good, but really good. Yeah, it was like once you, once you got through the first, maybe I don't know, like first day, right? Because yeah. it's like played in three days. After you, like, yeah, part way through day one, I think okay. you're like, oh yeah, I get this. It's fun. That's a good one. Yeah, we should have brought that. Oh man, that's what I was going to talk about though. Was the upcoming games. With your family. Her family is so great because they'll play games. My family is very mediocre. Just a terrible family. Brother, I'm just your, kidding. I know. I'm just ignoring <laughs> Your brother plays a lot. He's a big gamer. Yeah. My brother, Roman, he's awesome at playing games with me. And he, like, Kimmy didn't super love Wonderland's War, right? I just. play it again, but I, the first time playing it, it seemed very harsh and, like, a little bit cruel. Yeah, I could see that. Also, that, it was my first teach of that one with her brother, uh, her brother-in-law and sister, Nate and Nicole, and so, like, I didn't teach, I taught it okay, I thought, De- like, better than I would have expected my teaches to go, but then I taught it to my brother, who is, like, a pretty big gamer and I taught it backwards to him so it was like instead of teaching him the one the phase one and then phase two I taught it phase two and then phase one and that went so much better right oh you were there, I was there. <laughs> oh my gosh I was working you were working and I was playing games you're right um it went way better like after trying to teach it the one way, I was like, oh, you know what? This makes sense to do it this way because 
the first phase makes way more sense if you understand what the second phase is. Because that's like, yeah. Anyway, I'm glad to hear you'll play it again. I will play it again, but... Because I bought the deluxe edition. Yeah, that's another conversation. (laughs) But it's so nice. I got the deluxe edition, and those chips, those upgraded chips, the minis, everything about that thing is so freaking sweet. It is amazing. I'm so excited. And the bags with round bottoms. Round bottom bags. Everybody loves a round bottom. Everybody loves a round bottom. Exactly. So I'm I'm very genuinely excited to get um to get to play with those because it just makes drawing way more satisfying because you don't get the ones that the chips that get like stuck in a corner, you know? Like it's just it's just nice. I'm excited for that. I wanted to bring it to this vacation, but I know the tables here aren't very big. But we should have brought flats. Oh yeah, another game we have upgraded bits for. That I really enjoy that game, even though it's, I'm not good at it. And I mean, I don't push my luck. Yeah. It's a lot of luck for sure. There's sometimes where it's just like, oh, I got a white. Oh, I got a white. What are they? Cherry bombs? Is that what they call them? But they weren't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever it was, yeah, like. It's yeah, it's a fun game, but I pref- I actually prefer Wonderland's War over it because, like, yeah, there is some there's a bit of luck, but I also feel like I can do way more strategy and way there's a lot more ways to like mitigate that luck. But I don't know, that's just me and everybody else who's played both games. Okay. <laughs> um. So, what games are you hoping to get played this week? Um, I want to play Cascadia. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Isle of Cats another try. You like Isle of Cats. I love it, but I lose so badly because oh. I don't take the private lessons or the public lessons. I never choose those. Yeah. I choose the treasures and the, the cats. The What are the special cats called? Oh man! I was thinking Onyx too. Oh my gosh! But I knew they weren't that. That's funny that we both had the same wrong name for it. Anyway, and then I'm like thinking Sphinx, and that's not right. That's not right. Anyway, the special cats, like I take those, but I always pass along the public or private lessons, so somebody else gets all those points. So I need to. I I like instant gratification. Yeah. Those take a long time to acquire those points. Okay, this brings up another thing. So, like me, I'm I try to think multiple moves ahead. Sometimes that's frustrating because it can make my turns longer. So long. (laughs) But I try to play faster, especially when I'm playing with Kimmy. I'm trying to adjust because I know that bugs her. And so, what was I going? Oh, oh. But she gets, like, she gets really discouraged because she'll be like, you always win. You always beat me. And I've been logging all of our plays on the board game app, uh, stats app, uh, which, you know, tied to Board Game Geek. There we go. And I was looking through there the other day. And the other day, she was like 51% of games won or something like that. 52%. So it was like, technically, she's winning more than me. 
Yeah. I can't necessarily count my stats because my stats also include other games without you, where I play solo or where I play, like, I don't know. I wonder if I can look and see if stats of, like, me playing with you and what the, who wins more often. I bet there's a way. Maybe. Anyway. Well, really, actually, every time you're playing, you're playing with me. I'm not logging games you play by yourself because you're not playing games by yourself. You play Sims. You play Sims. Video game. I'm saying board games, baby. Oh, sorry. No, that's cool. Um, are there any other games? Oh, we got Wingspan. Wingspan? Wingspan, sorry. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Did you say Wingspan? Oh, yes, I added a D. <laughs> Oops. Um, Sagrada. I like Sagrada. Yeah. I do enjoy cartographers, but I don't necessarily know if I like the Heroes expansion. Oh, really? It's a little confusing to me. Hmm. I think you're right. I, I like it, but it definitely, like, makes the game play differently. Oh, also <clears throat> the Hive. Oh yeah, we brought Hive. Yes, I we played it one time. We have the carbon copy, so it's black and white, which I really enjoy that style. Yeah. And we played it once and it was really fun and we never played it again. Yeah. It's like a short little game. So Like we played it on the bed. Yeah. And it was easy and fast and I enjoyed it. That's something we like to do is sometimes we just play, like, if we love when a board game is playable on a bed. But you can't play Cascadia on the bed because there's too many parts. Yeah. But I do enjoy Cascadia. This car is trying to block me. They were going so slow until I put on my blinker. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Anyways, that's this is the type of stuff that happens while I'm driving. This is now you're experiencing drive. Um, so let's see. I think that's it, right? I'm hope I'm just happy to play any game, but I kind of hope I brought Lords of Waterdeep. I'm sort of hoping to play that, but I don't know if we will or not, because that means I've never played it and to have to teach it while not having played it is sometimes tricky. But also, like, we're going to go to the festival, we're going to watch the balloons, we're going yes. to do some shopping, we're going to communicate with people. It's not going to be just a gaming weekend. I, I know. Yes, I'm hoping to get, like, one or two games played. <laughs> That's all. So, Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Should we stop there? Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun chatting about games. No, I think you did great. You're definitely the hero of this podcast. Um, so do you want to plug in your social media or anything? Do you care? Do you want people to follow you there? Um, you can follow me on social media. It's Faye Kimberly on, t- on Twitter. It's spelled funky, so you probably won't be able to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I can tag you in the... Yeah. You can follow me. I don't tweet.
me very much because when I tweet, I tend to lose followers for some reason. Yeah. I'm just not a good tweeter. No, you post, I think you tweet great things, funny, clever, disheartening. Oh, let me tell you one thing before we go. I was thinking about this this morning um, because we're coming up on our eight-year anniversary. And I always think of um, when we were dating, she, like, I told her that I loved her first. And I wasn't following her on Twitter or anything. I didn't even have Twitter. And then later I joined Twitter and, like, I had kind of perused some of her stuff. And I found a tweet that was, like, Oh, the L word came out today. I don't think he got the response he was hoping for. It wasn't meant to be rude. No, no, it wasn't rude. It was funny. And when you told me that you loved me, I said, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like on crap for me. Yes. I I appreciated it, and I was like I was very I was like you know I love you, and I'm I'm at that point. But if you're not there, that's okay. I understand. Take your time. I said it eventually. You did. My family grew up, and we never said it. And your family like says it like excessively. Yeah. I don't. Know. We usually just say like love you, bye. Like every conversation ends with like love you, bye. And I started doing it, and like my family looks like okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't think my family uses it excessively. I was being facetious. <laughs> uh, okay, but I mean, really. They say it a lovingly amount. We say it a perfectly appropriate amount for a family. Yes. Uh, um, so, anyways, I just thought I'd share that funny little story. Maybe if you go into her tweets. Actually, this That's is a different, different account. account. Yeah. Because you started a new account. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us. If you made it this far, congratulations. You're a good person. Uh, you can, if you enjoyed the show, leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. You can rate it. That all helps the show get seen more. There were a couple of really nice reviews recently. There were three five-star ones. And I can't say what they are right now because I am driving but I will read them on the air soon uh, And but that makes me really happy to see whenever a new one pops up I'm just like oh yes yes even the one star one I was like I'm so glad that you left like feedback sort I mean that wasn't like really feedback that was just saying I'm a bad person because I am a, a leftist care about other people. I know yeah it's fine I have a lot to say about that but I won't say it. No, go for it. <laughs> I'm a nice, kind person. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a terrible leftist, outspoken leftist. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go on to Apple Podcasts. You'll see the review on there. It's great. Um, and it actually, but it's nice that somebody took the time to tell you about no, no. Yeah. Yes. They were so passionate that they had to say something. Yeah. I don't know if I ever mentioned, but I went on to Mr. Rao Gaming's YouTube and I played Castles of Burgundy. Man, I I almost said Castles of Cascadia. There we go. Castles of Burgundy with Tim from Board Game Hot Takes, David from All Games New and Old, and Ryan from Mr. Rao Gaming. And it was really, really fun. If you, like, 
you should go and watch that video because our table talk is, I think it's hilarious. And other people have told me that like it was really entertaining. That was a lot of fun to do. So go on to YouTube, look up Mr. Out Gaming and find the Castles of Burgundy playthrough. Definitely worth it. Um, I had something else I was going to say sort of on that subject, but then I got distracted with that. Oh yeah, they were joking about me being a one-star type person. So I liked it. It's like my persona. I've also, thanks to that, there's some people that are really excited to come onto the show now. <laughs> so I've, I think it's actually helped me. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the only bad thing is, like, I love what was said on it. I think that's great. The only bad thing is that it lowers my average. So, like, I had, like, a 4.7 before, and then it lowered it down to, like, a 4.2 or 4.3. That's still a good average. It's still a good average, yeah. But then, like, three people reviewed it, and it went up to, like, a 4.4 or something. Like, so it's, like, one negative review brought it down that much even though there's like way more positive ones, it's like, it just, it's weird how that, so crazy to me how that works. So if you want to help me out, just go on there, give it five stars. If you want to write something that's even nicer, sorry, got distracted. Please don't review me. Just, just judge Riley. <laughs> five stars for Kimmy. Uh, really though, this was a lot of fun. I had so much fun. You were so well-spoken. I would do a review channel with you, a review podcast with you. I think you're very entertaining. I think we have, you know... I don't know, like, chemistry, like, we, like, go together? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'd go that far, but... Oh. Right. <laughs> but other people might say that, so... <laughs> I'm humble, so I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say something else that I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of Kendrick Lamar song. Yes. Yes. Um... <laughs> So, sorry. so I think that's it. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. Next week will be a more normal episode. Bye! Bye!